that's really where I found out who I was. Not selling anything, but it, it shows them that I've paid attention to this personalized. Personalized marketing is one of the best things you can do. I mean, wow. You know, and then you see times like this. It's like... Hey, on today's episode of Monetize, I am joined by Javon Wooden. Javon is a dynamic business coach, speaker, author, and U.S. Army veteran. With over 12 years of experience in the U.S. military, Javon has honed his expertise for leadership and mindset during the highest stakes. Javon has helped numerous clients generate more revenue with less effort using his 5Y framework, which we go into in this episode. His business growth and development strategies have been featured in publications like Entrepreneur, Founder, and Verizon. In this episode, we go over Javon's time in the military, how it's influenced his mindset during working as a business coach, and much, much more. As always, check out all of Javon's links down in the description and enjoy the episode. So tell me, I mean, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're um, a coach of sorts. I know you have a book, I believe. Um, So, I mean, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, Javon Wooden, founder of Live Not Loathe, a U.S. Army vet. Um, I served 12 years in Army Reserves. Thank you for your service. Tours overseas. Thank you. Thank you for the support, man. Um, that's really where I found out who I was. I found out more about the, the capabilities that I had. Um, I found the Live Not Loathe while I was in Afghanistan, actually, in 2017. And um, I just really started this company because that transformation, that name represents what I want to give to my clients and what I've gone through myself. You know, loathing life, loathing my circumstances. Uh, just loathing everything, the mundane things that I had to do as an adult. Right? Adulting can suck sometimes. Um, so I wanted to transform that, and it took a mindset shift. So I talk often about control your mindset, control your destiny, which is actually a, the title of my book, Own Your Kingdom. Yeah. Right? So um, it just really, really how I got into the space, man, was just just happenstance. I think it found me. Coaching found me. I started off focusing on mindset. Because everything that we do entails some aspect of mindset. And then it just naturally progressed into like a business coaching consulting space. Because I noticed entrepreneurs and leaders really, really, really need help. Right? You know, help yeah. as an entrepreneur, help as a leader. Because there's so much to think about that it's like we can't see everything. And that's the benefit of hiring someone like myself. Absolutely. So you said... You came up with it when you were in Afghanistan. I mean, what was the the circumstance of you coming up with a, was it like, was the, did you come up with the idea for the business or just the, like what it represented or what was that? Uh, Both, both. So um, I was over there, I was serving as uh, the health information systems officer over Afghanistan. So I was in charge of like the the IT components. So radiology, um, records, making sure records got where they needed to go, all that type of stuff. But I realized that it wasn't my, passion and i didn't feel like it was my purpose i felt like it was something that you know paid the bills it it could be cool at times but it just didn't represent who i was and what legacy i wanted to live uh leave so that's that's really was the story behind that i knew i wanted to serve people in a greater capacity absolutely and so you said you served 12 years yes and how did those 12 years how did that and how does it still if it does influence what you do today, how you coach people, what you tell them. Absolutely. So the army has uh, some values and it spells out leadership. And these values stick with me today, man, like uh, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. 
that's how I, I live every day and that's what I look at for my business. You know, anyone that comes to me can expect that I'm gonna be truthful, I'm gonna serve with integrity, I'm gonna be punctual, right? And I'm just gonna be bottom line up front. I'm not gonna, you know, give you any bull, I'm not going to be lying to you, I'm not gonna sell you a dream, I'm gonna let you know exactly what you need, I'm gonna let you know if I don't know. Uh, so I can find out and I'm gonna let you know that I'm gonna be resilient as long as you are so we're gonna figure things out together okay and so what do you think you know uh, on the topic of resiliency and, and leadership what do you think sets apart entrepreneurs like really good entrepreneurs or really good business owners <laughs> or, or leaders and, and not so great ones yeah I think you know when I think of an entrepreneur in this sense, I think of athletes, man. It's like you know you think about a quarterback that's having a really tough day, maybe they threw a few interceptions and they're like, man, I can't get right that's that's the mindset of an entrepreneur. you gotta forget the last play type of thing. It's like mm. you learn from it, but you do not dwell on it and I think that's what separates a great entrepreneur, a great business leader apart is the willingness to take action to make mistakes to learn from it, but not let that be the end end of them. So if they go through something, you know, they pick themselves back up, they dust themselves off, they analyze what took place, and then they apply it for the next go around. Okay, and so on the on the topic of, of entrepreneurs and, you know, what makes a good one, what makes a so-so one, what do you think are really important traits to either practice or possess to kind of um, secure a more successful route? One is patience, <laughs> patience, understanding that things aren't going to happen on your time. You can have a, a year plan to make your business grow and scale to a certain level. It may take longer than that. Right. And we have to keep that in mind. It's like an entrepreneur really has to embrace the journey, embrace what comes along with it um, and not, not be so outcome driven. Because oftentimes that outcome changes as we learn more, right? It's kind of like you set a hypothesis in science. <laughs> you, know, you think that's going to happen, but you also got to be willing to, to know that it, it may not be the case and really take those notes into, con in, into place when you finish the rest of your experiment, so to speak. Um, so there's also this trait of, you know, being willing to actively listen. When you talk about your target audience, your target market, no matter if you're a product or service, you have to be willing to listen to who you're serving so you know yeah, exactly absolutely. what they want or how you can help them. You know, they may not even know what their problem is, so you have to be able to convey that in a way, you know, after finding out the language they're using, where they are, you know, what time of day they're in the platform that you're looking to serve them on, you know, all these different things that come into play. And then you have to be willing to pivot change right be be mindful of change and be okay with change because if you're too strict and you have no malleability in your plan your business plan or your business methods you may get left behind because business moves at the speed of business right it's like you know if you if you come in and you have a service that worked five years ago it may not be working you know today so we right. have to be willing to change and reinvent how we do things uh in in a meaningful way yeah, and along the lines of patience and because the process of building a business is often long for most people, um, yes. I think specifically branding and where that lies upon the process of building a business because my personal opinion is that a lot of startups, for example, right, like crypto startups we see a lot recently and um, like crypto trading startups and stuff like that platforms, they, they focus a ton on, like they get all of this seed funding and all of this money from investors mm -hmm. and they focus a ton on branding. And they're like, we built a great website. 
great logo, you know, great platform. And like, we have all this marketing and this huge social media platform and their service is like kind of terrible. Right. And yes. they don't focus on the, on the product or the service or actually delivering something reliable to their customers. So where do you, where do you think branding falls on priority of that, of that process of building a business? Yeah, I think for me, I, I believe people move too quickly when it comes to branding. Mm -hmm. I believe that a lot of companies, especially those startups, as you mentioned, they focus first on the brand, but they don't get their messaging right. They don't really know who they're serving. And they right. spend a lot of time spending wills and they're just throwing money at some new problems. Next thing you know, they're, they're, they're bankrupt, right? Because of one bad thing. You have to be able to weather storms as an entrepreneur too, right? If you just throw money at the thinking that's going to solve every issue you have, you're just masking it. And it's going to be rolling up into a big avalanche, you know, after a while, and it's going to come down on you. So I feel that you have to get the messaging and your marketing analysis right first before you move to the brand, because the brand should really speak to that target audience, right? A lot of these companies, they, they get lucky because they have that money, right? They do influencer marketing, get the celebrities behind them and all these other things, but they look like the next big thing. But then the next year, you don't see them anymore. It's because they haven't taken the time to really understand market. They haven't taken time to build out any type of contingencies. They don't have any redundancy, right? If this doesn't go well, what do we do next, right? So you have to think about all those things as an entrepreneur and as a business leader, or else you're going to fail like we've seen. Yeah. So on the moving to the topic of your book, what, I mean, tell me and the people listening generally what it's about and, and why they should read it. Yeah. So this book is called On Your Kingdom, How to Control Your Mindset So You Control Your Destiny. And I wrote this book as a tool, as a guide. This actually comes with a workbook um, mm -hmm. with over 100 exercises in it that I've used personally. Um, so I suffer from depression and PTSD. And that's one of the things that you have to wake up and consciously decide to win. So mm -hmm. I decided to put the tools into a book. So those of us who may not be struggling from mental illness, but maybe you just have hard days. Maybe you haven't built that resilience, so to speak. Maybe you're lacking confidence, right? This book is to get you through all of those, get you forgiving yourself, get you creating the action plan, get you being proactive versus reactive when it comes to your health in all aspects, and getting you communicating effectively. Right? A lot of times communication is a lost art for a lot of people. Um, and in order to really be an effective business leader or entrepreneur, you have to be able to communicate your ideals in an effective way to not just the people who know what you're talking about, the people who you want to serve, who you may need to distill it down a little bit to be more understanding um, and all that stuff. So it just covers everything like that, right? That's, that's in that book. How long ago did you write it? I wrote that. Uh, I published it uh, September 2021, actually. Okay, so pretty relatively recent, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of holds all of the the things that you've learned from your service in Afghanistan and the military, coaching businesses, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, absolutely. And so, uh, coaching businesses, what are what are some you know, measures of success that that you measure yourself personally? Um, like a successful, if you coach a business, how do you measure the success of that coaching? Absolutely. So I, I look at, uh, first of all, I don't coach anyone less than three months because it takes okay. at least that to, to create some change, to create some impact. Right? That's fair. Yeah. So we can start really taking those metrics into account. Um, and what I look for, uh, there's a number of things. One, the effectiveness of the leader, right? Whoever is running mm -hmm. that organization or running that team, I look at the effectiveness. 
how quickly are they getting their tasks done, right? Has their efficiencies went up? Maybe they're they're generating more revenue, right? Maybe they're creating things quicker. They're able to make decisions faster. Those are some of the things I look at, right? Then I look at their processes. Are the processes, are their, their bottlenecks gone, right? Are their single points of failure gone? Have they created SOPs or standard operating procedures so someone can just come in and plug, plug and play? We want it operating like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, right? We want right. to take someone in and just plug it in. They know what to do, right? So we look at that. That's how, that's one of the metrics I look at. I look at revenue. So if I haven't at least 2x their revenue by the end of that year, then I failed as their coach, right? Because mm. that's what that's why I want to come in there. I want to at least double it. And if they're a start a fledging business, I want to get them to six figures if they haven't generated a dollar. Right. Mm. That's what I'm looking at. So depending on where you are in your process as a business, um, I have different metrics that I look at. Um, and I tend to use my five Y framework, which is uh, what I look at. And I have a metric along the lines of each one of those five Y's. And tell me about the, the five Y framework specifically. Sure. So five Y framework looks at everything holistically in a business. So first you have the yardstick. What are you going for? Right. What is your goal with this business? You know, what's your mission? What's your value? Where do you see yourself um, in three years? Second one, we look at yield. You know, what are the levers? You know, how do we how do we get that? How do we get you to your goal? Then we look at YAR. You know, how do we make it easy? YAR is a boating term for making it easy to control, you know, if you talk okay. about sales and all that other stuff, right? So just flowing easily. How do we get that business, you know, working, operating on all cylinders where if you take a few weeks off, it's not going to crash. Right. right? So, uh, and then we look at um, yearn. You know, how do we get your people evangelizing, your target audience loving what you do so they're doing word of mouth marketing so we can lower your cost per acquisition for clients and increase the lifetime value of your clients. So we also look at the value ladder in there as well. Are you hitting people at every single dollar value that your target market is might enter at. So do you have a low ticket? Do you have a lead magnet, which is usually free? Do you have a mid tier? Do you have high tier? And if so, are they effective, right? Do they actually serve and build upon one another? Um, so that's another thing we look at. And then we'll look at yoga. Is it flexible? Can it grow? Can it scale? Right? Because when I think of yoga, I think of strength and I think of flexibility. Yeah. Right? And we want your organization to be the same. You got to be adapting to that change. You got to have those systems in place to be able to scale up, scale down as needed. Uh, so those are that's the five whys in essence. That's a, a really good way, I think, to to lay it out for people, for business owners. So for for small business owners that may not be able to take these big steps or, or implement these big strategies. What are like some things that they can implement on the day to day for their team, for themselves, if they're solo to, to kind of start developing a bigger business, start bringing on more clients, stuff like that. Absolutely. So uh, one of the first things we mentioned processes and, and, and uh, procedures. So as you go through, as you're building your business, you should be writing down your daily day to day activities and then making lists like one list, can be what can you delegate? I have a 3DA formula that goes with the five Y's. What can you delegate, delete, delay, and automate? Mm. Uh, delegation, what can you outsource or bring someone in to perform a task? Because maybe it needs to be done, but it doesn't necessarily have to be you doing it, right? You can take that ROI and apply it to some work that's actually a revenue generating activity. Yeah, sure. And revenue in this case is time and money. Right. And then when you talk about deleting things, maybe you're doing too many things at once and maybe you had a project in play that just doesn't need to happen. 
right? Doesn't doesn't really move the needle forward. It was a fun pet project. You have to mm-hmm. look at those things and be honest, right? So while you're writing that list, see how much time you're spending towards things like that that can just be pushed out and deleted altogether. Then you want to delay things that could move the business forward, but don't need to be done right now, right? It's just a distraction or maybe you don't have the resources necessary to perform it. Put that in another quarter or in another year altogether, right? Delay it, get it off your plate because it's not aligning with your your business model at this time. And then automate, you know, automation, right? Technology, making sure things flow as easy as possible without removing the human component where the human component needs to be. Right, so you still have to have that human touch, that human essence, and the ability to, to adapt as needed. A lot of times we see, like, for instance, social media, we automate our posts. We created this whole content calendar. But if you placed a social media thing that in, an event happens in the world that's a current event, you need to be able to switch that out right. so you're not looking like you're, you have to you're connect with humans. Right? To right. connect with humans, <laughs> exactly. you have to speak like a human, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So um, when we see AI right now, like, you know, you still, AI can't speak the way we want to speak, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a general overarching thing. And if you're using that in your business, you still need to make sure the messaging sounds like you or sounds like your business and has some soul in it. Uh, so those, that's, that's what I would recommend uh, a starting business owner do. Just really pay attention to what they're doing on a daily. Look at the resources they need. Resources could be personnel. It could be dollar value. Uh, it could be a skill set. Just take inventory of that. Right? And don't worry about not having it right away. There are still things you can need to do, like building rapport with your target audience, identifying mm-hmm. you know, who that avatar is that you want to speak to. Where do they, where do they reside? Are there certain cities, certain nations, certain um, countries? You know, what type of social media platforms are they on? Are they on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest? You know, there's so many right now. You don't want to be everywhere. Pick one and and just master that. Like, focus yeah. your energy on that. You don't have to be omnipresent at this stage, right? And just make sure you're planning out your content. Don't just go on the wayside because you're going to end up not posting anything. Don't be afraid to do some outreach, you know, a lot of people forget all about outbound marketing. Outbound marketing is where it's at, right? Because thing about inbound, there's so much noise right now that people, unless they really, really know who you are, they're they're really not looking at you. So you have to make them look at you by saying, "Hey, I'm over here. This is what I do." Without being salesy, add value. This is a value-based uh, system right now. Value-based industry. That's where we're at in business. We're not just pushing people like, "Hey, we have this product." Don't go at people like that. Make sure you're adding value. Get to know them on a personal level. And then say, you know, find out what they need. For instance, I may DM someone on LinkedIn and I may say, hey, so-and-so, nice. thanks for connecting with me. You know, I see that you did this. Congratulations on whatever their accomplishment was. Or I see that you're in this space. I actually had this summit that I ran. I'm going to send them the link to the summit. I think that may be interesting. Not selling anything, but it, it shows them that I've paid attention to them. It's personalized. Personalized marketing is one of the best things you can do right now, you know, Um, and then you want to make sure you're ethical in what you're stating. Don't put false claims out there. Don't say that you're something that you're not, you know, make sure you're ethical in everything that you're putting out there and you'll do fine. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I have a few clients that um, we do a lot of LinkedIn writing for, right? Like LinkedIn management specifically. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a lot of them want like, Hey, you know, we just started this new service. Can we like promote it on LinkedIn? And I'm like, well, okay, 
like sure but we need to do it in a in a slightly different way we can't just be like hey we just launched this new service like pay us your money you know what i mean like contact us (laughs) it's like you need to you need to be able to to add some kind of free value right show them that you know what you're talking about so that convince them to to give you their money to to do the service why they need the service right why it's important why it's worth the money that you're that you're uh, asking for so i definitely yeah. think especially with outbound and with with kind of any kind of marketing the the salesy kind, talk yeah. especially with uh like these next generations i think they're kind of over it i think they're kind of like done with it and just like yeah, spam calls yada yada it's like you have to be able to build rapport like you said and and show your value and show how important you can be to them how how valuable you are um, but sure. with, do you, do you, uh, take on multiple clients at a time? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, when it comes to, so I have a, a few different programs, uh, so I can serve people, you know, where they are. Mm-hmm. So I do one-on-one. I only take 10 one-on-one clients at any one time Okay. Uh, because one-on-one, as you know, is a lot of energy, right? Yeah. So you focus on this person. Uh, so I want to make sure I'm serving at a high level. And then I have a group. It's a rolling enrollment, so they can just come in where they are. There's recorded video um, if they they missed out before. But then they come in, they can ask questions, they can learn um, on the level of that they whatever they need. And then I have a membership program as well, which is a lower tier. Right. So I want to be able to serve the lower tier so they can get value too, because yeah. it's not all about just money all the time, right? You got to be able to serve um, and serve well. So you, I mean, you take on a lot. I was going to say like, you know, do you like take on one client or like five clients, mm-hmm. right? But you take on a ton of, of workload at a time. So what is your, I mean, time management look like, right? Cause you have, if you have like five clients where you're wanting to double their revenue within a year, right? How mm-hmm. do you, how do you manage that to, to actually get that done? Yeah. Well, so the, the beauty is right. When you think about, for instance, if I have 10 coaching clients, right, maybe that's, Maybe that's 10 hours at, at the max, 15 hours for the week, right? Mm-hmm. Then I have two group coaching calls a week, right? So that would be, what, 17 hours. And then the membership call, I do uh, one call in there. So that's 18 hours for the week. And then the rest is prospecting, marketing, and all the other stuff. I work no more than 30 hours a week. So it's really it's really not bad at all. It's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. So, I mean, what do you what what do your processes look like, right? Where you're, you know, say you have three calls in in one day. How do you, mm-hmm. you know, prep for those calls? How do you get ready to actually, you know, offer those people value and, and give them what you're look give them what they're looking for? Absolutely. So, before we get on the call, so for instance, a one on one call, I have my clients send uh, some some notice the day before about what they want to cover on that okay. call. Because if you come to a coaching call and you don't know what you want to talk about. Um, you know, it's not it's not very helpful for either of us. So I want them to be able to focus on what issue or what problem they want to solve. If they want to work on some tech, maybe they want to integrate something, then we'll work on that. But I want them to be clear on what they need help with so we can get in and get on there and start working. So that's that helps me prepare. And then um, as far as business-wise, you know, just being able to hear their problems, like the first call is usually a strategy call where I hear their top three goals. We identify exactly where they want to be and where they are so I can kind of create that action plan with them Um, because the coaching call, we're asking questions, I'm giving suggestions, I have a bunch of exercises for them to do so they're not idle, right? And then by the end of that call, we always have to have three action steps. 
three action steps that they can take. So it's really the onus. I, I like to tell people like a coach is really there to help you get clarity and to help you understand what you need to be doing. But you still have to do the work. Right. Like, I do have a consulting arm where we do kind of like done for you services, but I have a team. I right? outsource a lot of that. Like I talked about delegating. Outsource right. A absolutely. Lot of that so I can focus in on being the face of the business and growing the business. So uh, amazing. So what do you think are some great, cause you know, you mentioned going and coaching them, finding three mm -hmm. goals, you guys figuring out like, you know, okay, what honing in on, what do we want to do? What do we want to get done? Mm -hmm. And how do we want to do it? What are kind of three, four things, five things that you recommend people when they're starting their business early goals, right? That they should be setting the, the, uh, looking to achieve. Absolutely. Well, one is a mission. Like what is the mission and, and the mission? A lot of people, uh, misconceive this as being a forever thing. Uh, you have to write the mission. I like to write the mission for the year. Like, what mm. am I going to do by the end of this year? What do I want to have accomplished? Right? Maybe it's impacting the lives of 150 uh, service-based entrepreneurs. Right? I want them generating six figures or more by the end of this year, which is December 31st. Right? That would I would write that in a mission form so I know exactly what I'm looking to go for. And then from that, you can reverse engineer some of your smaller goals, right? Maybe you hit some monthly milestones. Maybe you have some goals for a week, right? So that's how I like to do it. I like to reverse engineer my major goals and, and create some milestones that I need to hit uh, throughout the week. And then what I recommend people doing is making sure you're communicating that. If you have a team, they need to understand what right. you're looking to do, what the value of the company is, you know, how you want to convey that value. There needs to be some type of, um, you know, clear communications and that should be reiterated in different forms because you never know how someone listens. Maybe they're auditory, maybe they're tactile. So you want to hit them in mm -hmm. every type of learning stuff so they can pick it up however they need to pick it up. Right. Third thing is I want to make sure that I am guiding them. I'm not micromanaging, right? I'm not doing any of that, but I'm guiding. I'm providing clear things on what I want done, right? So no one's twiddling their thumbs wondering like, oh, when's the next work going? We want to make sure that we are gainfully employed and whatever that looks like. And I want to make sure that we have clear KPIs, right? If I want sales KPIs, I want marketing KPIs, and then I want any type of biz dev type of KPIs, right? You should have, there's three things we need to focus on in the business. That's marketing, sales, and business development. And you should have goals along those lines each week, each day, right? You should be looking and striving for that. Uh, and business owners, we, we get we get lost in that because we, we lose sight. There's so many things that take take in, in considerations that we need to prioritize. I, I always recommend that everyone plans their week because if you do not plan it yourself, if you do not own your time, someone or something will own it for you. And so along the lines of, you know, mistakes that, that they make, you know, things they don't focus on, what do you think are some uh, misses that business owners make when they're starting their business or even when they've had a business for five, 10 years that they mistake mm -hmm. that they keep making that could be stopping them from growing? Yeah, one of them, especially service-based, is, is keeping a pipeline full, right? Mm. It's like a lot of people, when they have a full book, you know, they just stop. Like, oh, I, I can't take on any more client. I'm not marketing anymore. I'm not connecting with anyone anymore. I mean, wow, you know? And then you see times <laughs> like this. Like, then they're like, man, I don't have any clients. What happened? Yes, you didn't nurture and you didn't fill your pipeline. You didn't keep doing that piece. That is very important. Um, and even products, right? Just because you sold out or something doesn't mean it's going to remain hot, 
right? So you have to, one, figure out how to make it efficient where you're not selling out or you're not full to that capacity. Maybe you go to another strategy, right? So that's another place where you can look at expanding your value ladder, right? A lot of people want what I have. How can I expand it so I can serve them mm. but not burn myself out? Right. Do I need some more resources? That's another thing. People are afraid to bring other people on. They're afraid to partner, create referral programs. Right. You can't take on everything. So maybe you create those partnership networks uh, based on affiliates. Maybe have, some, like I said, referral networks that you can outsource. Maybe get a kickback for doing that. So you just have to think about how you can serve as many people as you can, as effectively as you can. And remember that you don't necessarily have to be the one doing it all. You, you can have teams, you can have partners, et cetera, that allow you to be more effective and work less while making more. Absolutely. Okay. And so what's, what's kind of one overarching thing that you think everyone, whether they're in business, whether they are looking to just be more productive in their job that they work, um, mm -hmm. or, you know, whether it's at Target or they're in an, in an executive position at a big company, What's one thing that you 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 believe that they should understand to to increase their productivity, increase their revenue, or or so on? Yeah, I, I believe the the one thing that many people lack is the clarity, right? Um, clarity on what they truly want their life or business to look like, right? We are so inundated with information. We see someone else doing something. We're like, hey, I want that. No, you have to figure out what you want. You know, how you want your life and your business to look and go for that. Make sure everything you're doing aligns with that. Um, I'll, I recommend everyone who's listening to do a values assessment. What truly mm -hmm. matters to you? Do you know your values? I mean, and that's going to show you and that's going to guide you uh, towards the direction you should be going. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Javon, so much for joining me on this episode. I really appreciate it. I think you're doing really great things with your coaching business, how you've structured it, thank how you're uh, prioritizing your time, how you're delegating. I think you're, uh, you're five wise. Is it five? Yes, I think sir. That's a really, I think it's a really good way to lay it out. And I like it all really like just like completely made sense to me, right? How you laid thank it out. You. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All of this seems really, really well put together. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. I really appreciate you for coming on and talking to me. Um, thanks so much. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me and keep doing the wonderful things you're in. Let me know how I can be of assistance.